well, well, well. I would like to welcome all of you to another episode of For the Record 2020 and Beyond. And I'm your hostess, Evangelist Delphia. And a lot of things have been going on in my heart, in my mind, in my spirit. And today, I didn't really get to share what I wanted to share in Bible studies about my substance of faith. And what it was is we're supposed to say our substance and then we were supposed to impart into the people what we have what what that substance looks like now um and i didn't really get to emphasize because uh my i guess it was my connection my connection that kept dropping because I work and when I work I travel all over the place and sometimes it just drops so I don't know if I got to expound on what I really wanted to say so pretty much I'm an overcomer of a lot of trials and tribulations and with that the way I have overcome is what I was trying to explain which was the word of God and you know I came from some scriptures and one of the scriptures was 1 John 4 4 ye are of of God little children and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world and to me that's that speaks so much to me because when I can't control anything when I feel like I'm out of control or I'm losing it I always just tap into who God is and who God says I am I mean the Word of God it, it sustains me, you know. I, I was talking to another sister in Christ about some scriptures, you know what I mean? And so, the scripture that I had spoke about was the Luke 4, 1 through 13, when Jesus got tempted, he was led by the Holy Spirit to be tempted. And some of the things that he said, every time the devil would try to test him, he would say, if you be the son of God. So he was testing him to see if he knew who he was. That's the first thing that I saw. And then I saw that Jesus knew who he was and he, he stood in his position, but that didn't change his response. His response stayed on what he relied on which was the word of God he did not allow his physical hunger to deter him from his purpose or deter him from who he knew he was 
as a son of God or his position. It didn't deter him from his assignment that, you know, the Holy Spirit led him in the wilderness to tolerate and deal with, you know. And he, he emphasized how he couldn't live off bread alone, but he had to live off every word of God that was spoken. You know, and that's just, that's exactly how I felt in so many times in life. I didn't feel like food, clothing, or shelter, or, or transportation was going to help me live. I, I needed more. I, I didn't, I didn't think I could make it at one point without God ever. It's like I can't live without Him. You know, the Word of God. His his very essence, you know, I I go back to that every time, you know. And when he tempted them on the fact that, you know, he wanted him to kill himself, jump off a pinnacle, you know, to test the word of God, and he was like. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, don't tempt the Lord, thy God. And he said, "Thy God." So he knew that he was talking to somebody that knew that he knew that he was God. Don't tempt the Lord, thy God, your God. <laughs> don't tempt me. Don't, don't try to think I'm dumb. Think I'm gonna kill myself just because you say something about the word that that makes sense in your your feeble mind you know don't 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 try to get me to do something dumb to prove to you who I am and what's available to me i i will apply what god gives me according to his will not outside of his will you know so don't don't tempt me you know i really like that part and, you know, there's so many times in my life that people will be like, well, if you're such a, you're such a good wife or you're such a good friend or you're such a good this or that brother or sister, then why don't you do this and see what God does for you? You know, and there's been times in my life where I actually, you know, had this look on my face like, why would you even say anything like that to me like you're downing my Christianity just because I don't want to do what you want me to do just because you don't want me to kill just because I don't want to kill myself to prove the word of God to you <laughs> there's something I want to say right here but I'm going to let the Holy Spirit lead me and not just keep it the way he wants it so people can receive from it but Still, still, and again, I want you to focus on the fact that I'm talking about how I overcome, how I overcome the enemy, and, and this was like the the blueprint of how you do it, you know. And then when he said that I will, he took him to another high place and said, uh, "I will give you all the kingdoms and all these high places and pedestals if." You bow down and worship me. Are you serious? You know, I just... I've seen it too much in my life. 
from the the, the music the music uh, industry even in church there's certain people who's telling me that I had to do certain things to gain uh, positions in the church and I was like I'm not doing that because <laughs> I just felt wrong you know like you're not God I'm not bowing down and worshiping you I'm not kissing your ring I'm not I'm not doing nothing that's not according to the will of God you know period I know who I am. I know that what God has for me doesn't take what you're called asking me to do for you to get what I want. I'm not doing it. If I'm not going to do it for a dollar, I'm not going to do it for a mankind. I'm not even going to do it for myself. I had to stop doing things that kept me from, you know, God's 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 will. You know, God's word. You know, I had to go and look in the mirror and keep my mirror in front of me. So when I walk away, I remember who I am, according to the word of God. And so I I just wanted to emphasize that this is how I overcome. And then I asked Jesus, I was like, Jesus, what was that test really all about? You know, I see a whole lot of fruit in that test and and that you know fasting and temptation but what was it really all about and he gave me first john 2 16 you know and all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life you know and i realized that every test that i have had has been in every last one of these areas and you know some i mean a lot of times it just wasn't easy because when you when you become addicted or or you become used to a way of life and you give your whole life to Christ and you sing the song I surrender all and and you know who's going to come check your ground <laughs> First of all, those devils and those demons that uh, she got delivered from, you know, they might go out, but they could come back and check and see if they can come back in and bring seven more and more powerful, okay? They're going to do that. But God's word himself, he, he's going to make sure, you know, verify your your maturity that's why he says to be perfect as he is perfect he's saying be a mature be mature as he's mature you know there's just certain things people might not agree with but if you're in the will of god what does it even matter if you're pleasing the most high god the creator savior redeemer of all of us what does it matter and so it got to first john 5 4 through five five for whosoever is born of God overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith <laughs> our faith who is he that overcome the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God again our position and I was speaking briefly about identity and 
When I was younger, I had a lot of identity crisis, you know, trying to figure out who I was and who I wanted to be and who I wanted to be around and who I wanted to be with and the outcome of the choices that I made. Um, it never seemed to satisfy me. I always seemed to need something a little deeper, you know. And that thing that 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 I needed was to ignite my soul. My spirit needed to be ignited. I needed to be born again. I needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I needed the power of God. I needed the Word of God. I needed somebody to speak life into me. You know, I realized I did a lot of private worshiping. I did a lot of fasting, you know. And again, identity is like the main thing that he would always come and test me for. And he always would try to test me if the value of my life, if I cared, you know, if, if I would always get tested on suicidal thoughts, always get tested on the lust of my eyes and the lust of my flesh, what my body wanted, what my eyes wanted, what what did I want in, in life, you know. I've been in two not really good marriages at all because of all three of these things, because of the lust of the flesh, because of the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, because I, I wasn't even with them because I, you know, I did love them, but not to the point where I was supposed to, you know. I was more in love with the picture of life, the picture of a marriage, the picture of being in love, the pictures of being all booed up, the picture of, you know, possibly being wined and dined by men that say that they love me. But uh, I didn't get none of that from neither one of them. You know, I got fooled, you know. But again... God doesn't allow you to get in things that he will not walk you out. See, the thing is, I will always turn to God. I will always turn to God. I will always turn to his word. I will always turn to his presence. This is how I overcome. This is how I overcame the enemy by the blood of the lamb and my testimony. That's, that's, that's how I overcame, you know, and... It got to the point where I was tired of my life, you know. And I got to the point where, like Revelations 12, 11 said, and they overcome him, him being an enemy, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives unto death. So this is the big part. There is some joy, a lot of joy because of the Holy Spirit. But there's a lot of trials and tribulations in my life. There was stuff going on before I got here. There's stuff going on while I'm here. And it's going to be stuff that's going to be there before, you know, when I leave. Like before I got here, they got they had the civil rights movement. Before I got here, they had slavery. Before I got here, they... They stole the Indians' land, and, you know, before I got here, they were, you know, lynching and, and burning and hosing my culture, 
you know, before I got here. They were not even recognizing us as human beings. And God forbid the women didn't have a right to say or do anything all the way back to biblical times, you know, according to the societies that each each of us lived in. Then I got here, and then it was the drug uh, epidemic where, you know, in the 80s and the 90s, oh, my God, it was like crack crazy, people dying over crack, people trying all kinds of stuff, meth. You know, these are things that God kept me from, you know, despite the things that I did still get uh, dealt. You know, I got dealt. I didn't get to grow up around my family, but God, you know, God still had his hand on me. Um, I didn't get to be fathered by my fa- my dad. Um, I, my mother worked a lot, so she pretty much worked herself till she had no strength. And then that's when she realized, you know, the time that she really needed to be paying attention to her only daughter and her sons, you know. And I love my mom, even though I, I, there was something in me that realized that none of us was perfect, so I appreciated what I had, you know what I'm saying? And so, as time went on, I just trust and believe that God was always going to be here for me, you know what I mean? And so, I just thank God that he was always the source of my strength and always will be. That he's the source of my my character, who I want to be like, you know. There's a, there's a lot of fruits of the spirits that I have now that I used to didn't have. And each, each year of my life, it's like he just continues to perfect and perfect these things, or, you know, sharpen them, you know. Um, I finally got a ministry where I believe that, you know, they're going to sharpen what I already have. They already have some, but I also can always grow and learn. And I've always looked at ministries as not just stepping stones, but maturity stones, you know, like they represent the cornerstone, Jesus the Christ. So... I would go to these places or be under these fellowships. Whether that they were perfect or not, there was always something I can get out of each fellowship. And I went to give and I went to receive. And that was the great part of being in the body of Christ. That someone can give me hope and I can give them encouragement. And somebody can give me wisdom And I can give them knowledge or somebody can tell me how to endure certain things that I never endured before. Or give me all the things that I thought I had down packed. Like marriage, I ain't had that down packed. I've been in marriage boot camp. I done read every book on marriage. And I realized I just did not get it. What I did have was... An infatuation with being married and having kids, but that that wasn't going to keep the marriage, you know. Plus, 
You need somebody to be your partner. You can't do all of it by yourself. You know, you need somebody that's willing to work with you, not just sit around and be a roommate or go to prison for trying to kill you. These are the things, you know, God, you know, what can we do? And somebody that will say half of the truth to make themselves look good. You know, I've I've dealt with so many narcissists, it makes no sense. So I had to sit down for a while and wait on God, sit down and let him build my character. Teach me how to uh, apply everything he gave me, you know. I had to sit down and experience some things. I had to sit down and let the deliverance process come about. I had to sit down so he could show me how to be a personal relationship person, a one-on-one person. You know, because I didn't let nobody get close to me. I didn't let nobody know me but so much, you know. But now I'm so comfortable. Like, I don't mind being transparent. You know, most people know me as being a real person, whether I was real wrong or real right. I was always real true to who I am once I figured out who I am and what I wanted to be or who I wanted to be. And I don't mind helping people, correcting being corrected, setting up things, setting up programs, setting up, you know, schools, setting up, you know, anything to help other people in the body of Christ, helping people interpretate dreams. Sometimes he gives me interpretations of tongues. Sometimes he gives me interpretation of dreams, visions, to share with other people. You know, I love to share my testimony You know, I believe that if you just (sighs) surrender to God and submit yourself to the Most High God, then you can overcome all the trials, all the tribulations. Right now, we've dealt with the the epidemic and COVID-19. We've dealt with... Black Lives Matter, that still ain't never over. You know, we still dealing with police brutality. We still dealing with billionaires trying to wipe most of us out so we can get people off the earth. You know, I just, I've heard and I've seen so much. But listen, I've realized, again, the only way to overcome is to, keep our eyes on Jesus like Peter. When Peter was walking on the water, when Peter started looking around, that's when he started to go down. But again, Jesus is always right there. He's got his hand out. And keep your eyes on him instead of all the troubles. And sometimes that's really hard. I'll give you some examples of really hard. Somebody you love passes away. That's really hard. To not take your eyes off what's going on around you. Even Jesus wept. So I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that. He's not saying that we should stop. You know, we shouldn't recognize our surroundings. But when we need strength and when we need to, to focus, when we need to be doing what we were purposed to do, 
then we need to keep our eyes on him. We have to actually be strength for other people. You know. I'll give you another example. When you, when you lose a child. And you got to bury your child. Because of stupid stuff in this world today. Whether it's black on black crimes for our culture. Or whether it's white on black crime for our culture. Or whether it's emotional domestic crime where little boys and little girls and killing people's daughter because they in love or infatuated with you know the little boy and girl that's in our family that might be our brother might be our sister you know i'm re i've been listening and watching the news and i'm like wow even even celebrities are dealing with their family members going through this stuff like that you know nobody's untouchable you know and so, being that he's my only anchor, I got friends that I minister to. I have friends that I disciple. I have people, uh, friends that I mentor, you know, because I don't do it to gain followers. I do it to gain God's children to him, draw the souls to Jesus draw the souls to God the Father, Yahshua the Messiah, Yahweh. I do it to get them to reconcile or grow their relationship in Christ Jesus, Yah. You know, grow their relationship with God, grow their relationship in the Holy Spirit. This is the only reason why I'm even practically on this anchor, on this podcast, you know. But I tell you, I just wanted to share that the substance of my faith shows that I'm an overcomer. And if I can encourage anybody to do what I do, it's grab onto the Word of God. Grab onto the Spirit of the true living God. Grab onto Him and never let Him go. Find yourself in the Bible. Find yourself in Revelations when you're talking about the seven churches. It's practically going over every person's personality. Like, it's like seven churches, okay? And you can find your flaws. You know, where you at in the Bible. You can read the Bible like I see myself as Joseph. You know, sometimes I see myself as Jesus. You know, there's a lot of temptations, a lot of trials, a lot of things that went wrong from my perspective, but it turned out for my good. I I mean, I literally told God a couple of times, I don't like it, but I understand. And, 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 you know, I ain't want to do it, but I had to do it for the purpose. You know, I had to walk out of people's life because of the purpose and the mantle and the assignment on my life. I couldn't stay because they didn't want to grow and they didn't want to go, you know. And then you don't want to be with a coward that don't even know how to apologize. You don't want to be with someone that goes and makes it right with somebody that they don't even know. They pour so much into their life. And I had to learn 
that my blessings were going to come a different way. Yeah. I pour it into so many people's life right now that wouldn't even be Christian. <laughs> that wouldn't even be a, a teacher or an apostle or a pastor or an outreach. But that wasn't for my glory. That was for his glory. So I suffered long. And it really hurt. In some cases, I've cried, cried, cried. But I had to realize these souls wouldn't even made it to heaven or into the kingdom of God had I not evangelized. Now, had I known that it was just an evangelist goal, I would have just stuck with it. But because I had also things to be delivered from, like the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, I had to be delivered from all that. In the midst of all that, I still didn't stop preaching and teaching. You know, I was maturing and changing before these people's eyes, and they didn't like that. They would say, well, I would need you to be this way, and I would become that. But it would be because I would seek God for healing and deliverance, not because I wanted to appease them, but I took in consideration what they said that I had flaws about and I only knew the only person that could fix it was God. And again, it's, I'm talking about overcoming. O- overcoming over and over again. He say, she say. Even my own dilemmas and problems. You know? And so, the reason why I keep playing the change is going to come. Because, y'all, a change is going to come. You feel me? Oh, you got to press, press, press. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You got to press, y'all. Don't give up. I don't even know how some people make it without God. I see why they do drugs. I see why they get addicted to things. The pain ain't going away, though. But only with God there's healing, there's restoration. I've prayed for many people to be healed, delivered, set free in the Holy Ghost. I pray for them to keep walking with God, keep seeking God. I've even asked people to do this. The ones that are kind of atheists or just don't believe they need a creator, savior, redeemer. I said, why don't you, for 30 days, just talk to Jesus. Ask him anything you want to know. Don't read the Bible. Don't turn on YouTube. Don't go ask your pastor. Ask Jesus, the Christ, Yahshua, the Messiah. 30 days. And if he don't answer you, call me back. Nobody's called me back yet. Everybody that has done it just said thank you. Thank you. That's it. Because I didn't need nothing else. All I needed them to be was free. I got a song like that. Anyway, I ain't going to sing it right now. And so, I was watching a movie tonight, 
um, I believe it was called One Night in Miami, something like that, with Malcolm X, um, Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, he's the same guy, um, Sam Cooke, and some other football player that became a movie star. And they were friends. And they touched my heart. They actually touched my heart. Said so many things in that movie. I I suggest you guys check it out. And um, this is the last time I'm going to start this over. <laughs> um, pretty much Malcolm X knew that he was going to die. He started his little biography. And, you know, I don't know if Sam Cooke knew that the foolishness was going to happen to him. I know Muhammad Ali lived a long time, and that other guy, I don't even know who he is. But I'm going to look him up. But they, uh, they had some very heavy conversations. I suggest everyone check it out. Now, I'm not for... Um, the Muslim nation, that's not what I follow. I don't, he didn't save me. <laughs> Farrakhan can't save me. Allah can't save me. Malcolm X can't save me. But what I like to do is consider everything that's going on in my culture. And I like to learn their perspective so I can see where I can implement our Savior, our Creator, our Redeemer, where can, because they're lacking something. I was sitting here, and even Muhammad Ali was yelling at him. I was like, you're the only person that needs to be saved. It's unbelievable. Isn't that awesome? Y'all got to watch the movie. It's really good. Um, but they they went in on each other to make each other better. You know, that was their way of fellowshipping and, and trying to help each other. And that's where the song came from because, you know, the the football player, actor dude, and Malcolm X was really just hounding Sam Cooke on how he was impacting the um, the nation and the world at the time because they were the big wigs back then and they were hanging together because they were, you know, big wigs and just so happened to be friends on top of that. You know, it's powerful. So I'm I'm gonna think I'm gonna watch it again and, and take some notes. But um I do not discriminate in listening to other people. I just I'm strong enough not to be moved. There is nothing that could separate me from the love of God. You hear me? Nothing. <laughs> anyway, I, I wanna thank y'all for Listening to another episode of For the Record 2020 and Beyond. This is your hostess, Evangelist Fire. Y'all have a wonderful night. God bless you. Good night.